This activity is truly unproductive. You never know, I could be on the endangered species list. Bring out your date! By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. All righty then. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back. This is Storytime, and I am GamerDude. Glad to have you here for another episode. Today's episode is inspired by a movie that I saw is coming out. It's called Action Point. It stars Johnny Knoxville, who you probably know, or maybe you don't. Johnny Knoxville did a series on MTV years ago called Jackass, where he did all these crazy stunts and uh, put himself in harm's way quite a bit. And the movie Action Point, when I saw the trailer for it, I said, you know, that looks a lot like this park that I went to called Action Park in Vernon, New Jersey. And when I saw Johnny interviewed on Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy and Johnny were talking about the inspiration for the movie. And the inspiration for the movie was Action Park in Vernon, New Jersey. And it blew my mind because Action Park was awesome. Now, Action Park is going to seem like a crazy idea to people in the 21st century because I think the motto was safety schmafety as long as it's fun. And that's not too far from the truth. If you get a chance to go see Action Point or if you've seen the commercials for it, and I've never seen the movie. I'm doing this podcast before the movie releases. But from what I've seen, it looks exactly like Action Park. And this Storytime episode is about Action Park. It's about when fun was dangerous and crazy and before litigation stopped things and before people worried about living life in a bubble. Yeah, I went to Action Park. I survived Action Park. As I look back, I don't know how I survived Action Park, but I did. And when I tell you about Action Park, you will understand what my fears were grounded in because it was an insane place. Now, to give you an idea, in the description to the the podcast today, I put a link to one of the early 80s commercials for Action Park. It was what they called a participation park. It was kind of like a water park, kind of like an interactive park, but safety was like 10th on their list of things to worry about. It was crazy. It was insane. It was an unbelievable place. But I didn't think about stuff like that when I was younger. I just said, looks cool. Let's do it. And so we did. Not only did I do it, but years later, before <laughs> before they went bankrupt from all the litigation, years later, I also took my oldest son there and we had a blast because it was fun. It was crazy fun, but it was fun. Now, I'm talking it up. Let me tell you what Action Park is is like. First of all, I don't know if you've ever been to a ski resort or a ski slope. But as you might expect, a ski slope is on the side of a mountain. And it has very steep hills and deep crevices. And it's built on the side of a mountain. And that's why you can ski on it. So the people in Vernon, New Jersey had this great idea. Well, let's build an amusement park on the side of the mountain, at the same ski slope that we run in the wintertime, but let's open it up in the summertime. We'll make double the money. We'll have people here in the summer doing fun things down the side of a mountain. And that's what they did. When you build things on the side of a mountain, it's very dangerous, as we came to learn. So one of the things that they built was the Alpine Slide. Now, it's called the Alpine Slide because it's a slide down the side of a mountain. But it wasn't just a slide. You have to picture, first of all, a ski slope is cut into the side of the mountain. 
all the trees are removed. Well, most of the trees are removed. And you're supposed to ski down this open area of the, of the mountain where they've laid out the trails for the people to ski on. So what they did for the Alpine Slide was they laid concrete, I guess they'd best be described as tracks. Imagine, if you will, one of those concrete tubes that you see under the highways that conduct water. So you have drainage tubes along the side of a highway. Except the drainage tube is only about, I'd say, four feet across, and it has a little, it's concave. So you can sit in it. If you roll the ball down it, the ball would stay inside the tube and roll straight down the hill. Except when they built these tracks, they didn't build them straight down the hill because that's kind of boring. So they built it with these curves. So you'd go straight down the hill and then you'd curve to the left and you'd curve to the right. And you're saying, well, who's going to slide down a concrete tube down a mountain? Well, nobody is. That's why they also invented these little four-wheel carts that fit perfectly onto the tubes. So you would Take, you would literally take a ski lift to the top of the hill and take the alpine slide down as your way off the hill. And as you're going up the ski lift, they'd give you a little four-wheeled cart. I shouldn't say little because you could sit on it, legs extended, and you had four wheels, two in front, two in back, and you had a little stick in the middle of the seat, which would be between your legs, and that stick was what they laughingly called your brake pedal. Now, the brake pedal worked dish, kind of, but, you know, you're going down the side of a mountain on a four-wheel cart, so how good do you think that brake is? No matter. They gave you a brake. They gave you a cart. You were good to go. So let me tell you, you get up to the top of the ski lift. You're looking down the side of a mountain. You're hundreds of feet up the side of the hill, and you've got a curvy cement track going down the mountain. There's no guide rails. There's no guardrails. There's no harnesses. They sat you in the cart and said, good luck, and off you went, and you were on your own. There were no speed governors. There were no cushions. That was it. You were on a cart, and you were going. Now, it's really cool if you're doing that by yourself because you can go as fast as you want, or you can use the brake and slow yourself down a little bit as you're going down the hill, but I don't think that they actually hired engineers to build the track with any kind of degree of, you know, physics involved. As you went down, if you went down and hit a curve too fast, you would sail off the curve. If you were going too fast and you caught up with somebody who'd left before you, oh well. If you were going too slow and somebody caught up behind you, oh well. Collisions were not uncommon. People sailing off the, off the track were not uncommon. People sliding down and slipping off their cart and burning themselves on the concrete at a high rate of speed as they skidded to a stop in the track, that was not uncommon. You could literally shred your clothes if you hit the concrete wrong as you went down the alpine slide. But it was fun. It was really fun because you could get up a good head of steam and zip down this concrete track, the wind in your face, you in control of your vehicle. As long as you weren't too, too crazy, it was a really great ride. It was great. Okay, yeah, I heard stories. I heard people having to go to the hospital with broken bones as they sailed off the track and hit a tree. Or as they burned the skin off their leg as they went down the track. But it was fun. Oh, yeah. They also served alcohol at Action Park. 
Yeah, there was a restaurant there. You could get alcohol. And even if you didn't buy it there, they had a picnic area. They didn't check coolers. Could you bring a six-pack? Hell, you could bring a case. So what better combination for fun is there than an alpine slide and a drunk dude? Oh, yeah, alcohol, high rates of speed, and no protection. That's a recipe for good times, isn't it? As long as I didn't get hurt, what difference did it make? (laughs) So the alpine slide was one of the biggest attractions, at least for me, because it looked really cool. But Action Park was also a water park. So they built in all of these water rides, and it was easy to do because up in Vernon, New Jersey, there are there's a river, of course, and there are gullies, and there are caverns, and there are quarries where water collects. And so they had th- this great idea to build these water attractions around these quarries and these pits and these rivers. One of my favorite water attractions was the Tarzan Swing. It's exactly what it sounds like. And there was always a line for it, too. They they had a, a giant quarry area with ice-cold water. I mean, the water was between 50 and 60 degrees. Why? Because it's a mountain stream. Mountain streams are not notorious for their warmth. In fact, they're rather cold. And so all of the quarries, all of the pits of water up there were icy cold. So you'd be up there on a summer day plunging into the 60-degree water. But it was fun. It was a shock, but it was fun. But the Tarzan Swing was a giant pool of water. I don't know how deep because they didn't really advertise the depth, but it was deep enough. I never hit the bottom. But you would have this wooden walkway that you'd walk up that surrounded this pit of water. And the pit of water was in the middle of a forest on the side of the ski slope. An area where they hadn't cleared the trees out, there was a pit of water. There were several pits of water, actually. We'll get to the next one in a second. But the Tarzan swing was great because you would follow the wooden path, which was built up around this pit of water. And they had three long ropes suspended from tree branches above the pit of water. And they had the staff have had these long hooks. They would bring the, 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 the Tarzan rope into you and hand you the handle. Now, it wasn't just a rope. They actually had installed handles on each of the ropes. So it was kind of like a trapeze bar. And they'd bring it up to you, and you'd hold the trapeze bar with both hands and jump off and swing out over the pit. The object being, when you're over the pit, you'd let go and Tarzan, whoosh, ah, into the water. That was the ride. That was all it was. But... The Tarzan swing swung you out, and you were 15, 20 feet above the water when you let go. So there was a fear element in there. If you had any fear of heights, you were swinging really high in the air. And if you let go at the peak, you could have a 30-foot drop, which was cool, but scary. Again, they had no safety devices. You were on your own. You held on, and if you had the upper body strength to hold on for the whole duration of the swing, you were in good shape. A lot of people... Don't have that upper body strength. In fact, I had heard tales of people having so little upper body strength that as soon as they jumped off the platform, boom, they hit right on the edge. Maybe of the platform, maybe of the pool. They didn't have the most fun ride. Now me, I have some upper body strength, so I was able to swing out and drop myself into the pool. And yes, it's an exhilarating feeling. As you jump in the air and you swing out and you let go, it's a really great feeling. It's exhilarating. The adrenaline pumps. But then as you're standing on the side, you see some guys really going off on some ideas. They would swing out. At the peak of the swing, they would flip off the swing. 
and do a backflip or a double twist. And they do all kinds of weird, crazy stuff and dive into the pool off the Tarzan swing, which made it even cooler because then you'd be inspired to try something like that. It was great fun. It was great. Mix a little alcohol in. It was even more fun, depending on who you were. But it was a great, great experience. Now, I mentioned another pool of water. They had, they had the cannonballs. Now, I'm sure you've been to a water park or you've seen a commercial for a water park where they put you in a giant tube and fill it with water and you slide down in this water and boosh into a pool of water. And that's fun. That's a lot of fun. At Action Park, they did it a little bit differently. They dug their tube paths underground and had them empty you out, not into a little pool at two feet below the, the, the end of the tube. It would shoot you out into a pit of water, similar to the Tarzan swing, but it would drop you from a height of about 15 feet. So you would start at the top of the tube, jump into the tube, which went underground into total pitch black darkness. It turned around to the right underground somewhere. There were no lights, so you didn't really see where the turn was. And you'd be jetting along. The jetting along maybe took 15 seconds. And then all of a sudden, as you rounded the curve, the bright light of daylight was ahead of you. And you'd be ejected into space and fall the 15 feet into the giant pit of water. It was an exhilarating ride. It was amazingly fun. But people would get stuck in the tube. People might bounce off the tube. People might land on their heads as they came out and landed upside down in the pit of water. Yeah, there was a little bit of a hazard there, but if you could swim, you were probably okay. But it was great fun. Now, that water tube was a different kind of water tube than the the one that I didn't go on. I I just looked at this one, and it bothered me. It made me nervous. I'd seen pictures of it. I'd seen it advertised. and, and, And as crazy as I was, and I became crazy... As I got older, and I tried pretty much every ride I ran into. This is one that I didn't do. They had a thing called the Cannonball Loop. Now, it was a typical water slide. You know, the tube that you would go into, and they'd flush the water down it so you could get up a good good rate of speed as you're sliding down the tube. But this tube had a loop built into it. An actual loop. You know, loop the loop like on a Hot Wheels track where you build the track and the cars loop around and shoot out over the jump. They built a water tube like that, except, once again, I don't think they hired actual engineers to do this. I think somebody drew it up on a paper napkin and said, this looks like a good idea. Let's try this one. And sure enough, they did. And it was a giant tube. It was a black PVC tube, big enough for a person to fit in. And they built it up to the top of, a, of, a, of one of those landing things that you climb up, you know, staircases going up and you'd go to the very top of it and you'd jump in the tube and the water would be going down and it was probably 30 or 40 feet high and you'd slide down and at the very bottom of it there was a loop so you'd build up your head of steam you'd go down the tube you'd hit the loop and at the very end of the loop you opened out into a a a low pool of water this is one they didn't empty into a pit i guess they figured the loop was scary enough (laughs) they didn't have you drop 15 feet into into nothingness this one, they had a, a, a little pool that you would wind up in at the end of the loop. But this one just didn't look right to me. It looked like you could get stuck in it. And in fact, people did. I'd heard enough stories about this one. People did get stuck in that thing. They actually had to build a hatch in there to get people out of it because they would go through the loop and people would get stuck. So they would have to go rescue them. 
I mean, I could see all kinds of problems with that thing. That's why I didn't do it. I mean, I was crazy. I wasn't that crazy. So I never tried the cannonball loop. It just, it just didn't do it for me. I was just, just a little too careful about things like that. You know, I like to keep my front teeth. <laughs> I was funny that way. In addition to the cannonball loop, they also had, I guess they called it the swimming pit. I don't remember what the official name of it was. But this was a place where they had varying heights of cliff diving or cliff jumping because you were technically not supposed to dive. Again, the water was very, very deep because they didn't want people cracking their skulls when they hit the, hit the water or actually hit the bottom. So they had a very deep pool or deep quarry type area. But there were varying heights from which you could jump. There was a 10-foot jump and there was a 15-foot jump. There was one, I swear to you, it had to be 25 feet into the water. And I don't know if you've ever stood at the top at 25 feet and looked into the water, but that's a long way to go. That's a huge jump. Now, they had lifeguards. But again, you're on your own. It's you in your bathing suit standing at the top of a 25-foot jump, and you're free to jump in however you want. They ask you not to jump on other people. But again, mix alcohol with any kind of activity. The fun ensues. So they had these giant cliffs that you could jump off of at your leisure, however you wanted to do it. It was fine. Go ahead, jump, drunk, eh, just don't drown. They didn't want you drowning. But other than that, you were pretty much free to do whatever you wanted to do. They also had these giant slides. And I remember in the commercial, it was featured in the commercial. It had to be, I want to say, six or eight slides across. And they were giant slides that were up the side of the mountain. So you didn't have to build any stands. You just laid this track on the mountain because the mountain was steep enough. And they would run six or eight people side by side going down these slides at the same time, flushed with water and on these little mats. And you could go head first. You could go feet first. You could go go down however you wanted to go down. It was completely up to you. You just grabbed a mat and boom, down the slide you went. I'm sure nothing bad happened to anybody doing that because you're not going to run into anybody. You're not going to fight with each other sliding down. You're not going to try to do a duo thing going down the slides, are you? Nah, that would never happen. They also had a couple of other slides, and I did do one of the ginormous slides. I don't even remember what it was called. I remember the climb. It had to be at least 10 stories tall. Now, (laughs) my oldest son wouldn't even do it with me. You go ahead, Dad. You, you do that one. I'll watch from the bridge down below. I said, okay, because he wanted to see me do it. He didn't want to do it. He just wanted to see if I would do it. And I said, it's water. It's a slide. What could happen? Well, does the word enema mean anything to you? <laughs> Between that and the sonic wedgie you get dropping down a 10-story tall water slide. Yeah, use your imagination. I, I was pulling that wedgie out for three days after that, but I did it. Now, when you climb that 10-story set of stairs, it's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, up the, up the tower that's built into the side of the mountain. And you know you're on a mountain, so it's already steep. And then they build it even steeper so that they can give you a good head of steam as you go down this thing. And it was so steep that when you get at the very top of it, they had netting at the top covering the first third of the ride because as you slide down, Gravity is going to pull you off the slide. That's how quick you were going off the top of that slide. It wasn't straight down, but it was as close to straight down as you could make it. It was terrifying to look at. And I remember I only did it once, but I did it because I I had my kid down there. I'm not going to not do it. I'm not going to say, 
Yep, too tall for me, kid. So I said, well, I got to show the boy what to do. And so I sat down on the top of that slide, and I went down that slide, and it was terrifying. And again, no safety devices, no harnesses, just that little netting at the top. And then you slide down, and it went on forever. Water up your nose, water in your eyes, your bathing suit riding up you. It was ridiculous. It was terrifying. It was exhilarating. The adrenaline is really pumping when you do that. But yeah, it's a one-time only thing. Now, they had bunches of other more standard water slides. They had different tubes. They had different slides. They didn't have a lot of control over how you could go down them. They had tubes. They had mats. Some of these slides, and I remember it in the commercial. I, I never did it myself, but I remember people sliding down these slides on mats or on tubes and literally lifting off the slide. They got airtime on these water park slides. That's how steep they were, and that's how crazy it was. And yes, people went flying off the slides. They would scoot out of the pool. I remember people scooting in the landing pool at the bottom of the slide. They would just go right off the edge of the pool and onto the concrete at the other side. That's the stuff that would happen at this place. It was insane. This was also the first place that I went to that had a wave pool. I don't know if you've ever seen a wave pool, but it's a giant swimming pool, but it has a mechanism that makes waves in the pool. Now, that's a great idea, except when there's 9 million people in the pool. I don't care how many lifeguards you have. With all those people in a giant wave pool, you're going to lose somebody. And they lost people in there. And... It didn't stop me from going in there, but it was something that would give you pause. If there was too many people in there, you did want to kind of stay towards the edge in case you got sucked under by the undertow. Yeah, it was, it was a concern. Now, that's all of the upper part of the park. That's where the water slides were. That's where the alpine slides were. Back in the early 80s, there was a, there was a transition between the 80s and the 90s, and they closed the lower half of the park. And I think it's because... There were a lot of accidents in the lower half of the park because in the lower half of the park were the mechanized vehicles. They had little motorboats, they had little bumper boats, and they had mini indie cars that you could stand in line and race around the track. And yeah, again, no safety mechanisms, no belts, no guides, no tracks to follow. I mean, there was a track on the racetrack, but you were free to go however you wanted to go on the track as fast or as slow as you wanted. But let's first start with the speedboats. I didn't do the speedboats. I never did the speedboats, not because they scared me, but because the lines for the speedboats were crazy. People loved to race those little boats. The same with the bumper boats. I never did the bumper boats because people were crazy. They, the, the lines were out the door and people were banging the crap out of each other. You could stand on the shore and watch people in the bumper boats and it was vicious in there. And I said, you know... It's supposed to be kind of fun. It's not supposed to be it's not supposed to be Lord of the Flies on the water. It's really not. So I didn't do the bumper boats and I didn't do the speed boats, but I loved cars. And the little indie cars on the racetrack were awesome. Now, of course, as with any of these parks, you had some cars that would go faster than others. So as you're standing in line, you'd try to keep an eye on which cars were the faster cars. So if you wanted one of those, when your turn came, you knew you could make a beeline to car number eight because that was the fast one. Avoid two. That's the slow one. But you could see who was driving which car fast, so you would keep an eye on things. I love those race cars. They were great. And I did those a few times. 
There's nothing like putting your foot to the floor, scooting around an indie-style track in, in a mini car, and just trying to win a race against random strangers. It was great. I loved it. It was fantastic. And people trying to cut you off, and people trying to team up on you to keep you from winning. And it was, it was like, like nothing I've ever experienced. It was a fantastic, fantastic ride. It was great fun. Now, as I said... They did, um, they did close that lower half of the park by the 90s. So when my older son and I went in the 90s, we didn't get to race, but they had installed a new thing by the 1990s. Have you seen those things where it simulates skydiving? They put a jet engine and point it up and they put you in a tube and they blow the jet engine air at you and it's blowing at such a high rate of speed that it generates wind and you can float in the air. I think some places call it eye skydiving. Some places call it eye jump. There's different names for it. They didn't really have a name for it up there. But what they do is they put you in a jumpsuit and a helmet and safety goggles. And then they put you in this enclosed little area, a, a room probably 15 feet in diameter. You'd stand on the edge of it. They did actually have a guide in there to launch you. But that was the extent of their involvement. So they'd fire up this jet engine, and the wind that would be blowing out of this thing was stronger than anything I've ever encountered in my life. It was an amazing sound and an amazing feeling because the guide would take you and hold your back and hold your arm and then kind of push you, shove you, lift you into the wind as it was whirling around in this chamber and they taught you to hold your arms out and hold your legs out and the wind would catch you and you would literally be flying in the air and it was a crazy sensation that's as close as I've ever come to skydiving it's probably as close as I ever want to come to skydiving the feeling is great but I know that if they shut the jet engine off I would fall 10 feet if I'm doing that out of a plane it's a little more than 10 feet so it was a great experience and it was crazy. This was another one of those participation things that they had at Action Park that I've never seen anywhere else until recently. They've started putting these places up in various places like Orlando. But this place in Vernon, New Jersey, was the first time I'd ever seen anything like it. And it was one of those blow-your-mind-this-is-crazy experiences that I've never repeated, but I will always remember. And I guess that's the thing about Action Park. I remember it to this day. And I remember all the horror stories, all the broken bones, all the, all the burned skin, all the concussions. And yes, the drownings. People did drown up there. And that's one of the problems with Action Park. There wasn't enough, there wasn't enough responsibility on the part of the people who owned it. They ran a park and said, eh, you're on your own. Good luck. And I think that's what ultimately caused the demise of Action Park. Now, Action Park finally closed in the 90s. I want to say the mid-90s, something like 95, 96. I don't know if it was because of multiple deaths or what it was, but it did close down. And the truth is, there were actual deaths. There, there seriously were drownings in the, in the wave pool. If you Google Action Park and you Google when did Action Park close and why, you'll, you'll get all of the horror stories. But I'm not telling you this because of the horror stories. I'm telling you this because Action Park was a real place. It's from a different time when, when people weren't quite as litigious, but also people weren't quite as careful. And that means the owners as well as the people participating in the park. It's not necessarily good that that was the way it was, 
But it sure did give you some different kinds of experiences. You're not going to find a place like Action Park these days. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It was a different thing, a different time, different experiences. And it is kind of sad that it's something that will never happen again, at least in the U.S. And you guys miss out. Action Park closed, like I said, in the 90s. Some people came by and reopened it and renamed it Mountain Creek. And uh, they took out a lot of the dangerous stuff. And so now, nowadays, it's more of a straight-up water park that has a lot of trained lifeguards, a lot of safety mechanisms in place. They've gotten rid of a lot of things. The Alpine Slide is no more. The Tarzan Swing, as I understand it, is no more. But it's still a, a, a fun place to go. I... I I don't think it's quite nearly the same as Action Park used to be. It was a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience. But the reason I wanted to tell you about it is because it is a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience. I'm not endorsing the movie Action Point by telling you to go see it, but I have a feeling, based on what I've heard about the movie, that it's going to give you a flavor of what it was like at Action Park. And it was an amazing experience. All right, so now you're all geared up, ready to go to Action Park, aren't you? Sorry. Sorry, it closed a long time ago. Thank you for listening to this episode of Storytime. I'm glad you're here. I can't thank you enough for all the support you give me. You guys are awesome and amazing. Please feel free to comment or critique or give me any questions or ideas you have. I'm always interested in hearing what you guys want to hear about. Until next time, you take it easy, and I'll see you when I see you.